Switch podcast coming live for you, for you from uh, the fans forum here at the DW Stadium uh, with three panellists, shall we say, uh, myself, Barry, Simon, how are you doing, si? I'm good, thanks, Barry, how are you? And we've got Adam, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, thanks, yeah. I've recovered from Friday, just about. Yeah, I just, I hope you can hear us uh, above the music, we've got a bit, bit of background music it's coming on. red. Yeah, nice bit of ambience. I think it's been the, uh, the greatest hits, hasn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, Tonight's podcast obviously is going to focus around this evening and uh, we're going to also be looking ahead to the Forest game on Saturday. Maybe we should start there this week, Adam. Uh, You've got one of your Adam-ass segments with uh, Forest fan, haven't you? Yeah, we've got Paul Richardson now. It's his uh, hat-trick, taking his hat-trick ball home. It's his third appearance on the podcast and... I think he might be optimistic, which I think is, is a little bit worrying for us, but who knows? Right, well, we pre-recorded this bit before the uh, before the show, so or before the evening started, so let's just hear what Paul has to say. I don't think the change of manager was really that much of a shock. I think um, O'Neill was rather a sentimental appointment, but... Um, Obviously, the Moochies come in and really surprise everybody, I think. Really, a bit of an unknown quantity, certainly in this country. But he's done really, really well. He's got his organised. He's got his playing good football on the counter-attack as well, actually. So, so far, so good. Um, I think the players are playing for him. I think there's a great togetherness in the squad, which bodes well for the future. I think... um, well, I've been dreaming about the Premiership for the last 20 years since we've been out of it, to be fair. But, um, look, you know, you always want to hope that's what we uh, go to the games for. That's why we follow football, really. But I think this year is going to be our goodest chance of any. We've um, played some really tough games already this season. We've been to Leeds away. We drew there. One at Swansea, one at Fulham, one at Stoke, drew at Charlton. Uh, we've played teams at home that are up there as well. So I think we've played everybody in the top six or top eight, I think. So really strong start, positive. Between now and Christmas, on paper, we've got some easier games, but nothing's on paper in the championship, is it? You know, it's uh, anybody can be anybody league, really. So hopefully we can just keep it up. Unbeaten in 10, just see how the players respond when they do lose a game, because that's going to happen. Hopefully we can crack on and... The loss doesn't affect us too much. So, yeah, hopeful. But, look, it's early days. There's only 11 games gone. There's a lot of football to be played. But I'm much more optimistic this season than I have ever been, to be fair. So, we'll see what happens. Our style of play, really, is um, away from home. Very, very compact. Defend well. Counter-attack very, very quickly. We've got good players, pacey players going forward. Um, so, we do soak up a lot of pressure. But we do hit teams on the break with Lolly, uh, Amiobi. Edomar quick. We've got Carvalho picking holes between the defenders. And obviously grabbing, we've got a goal scorer. Hopefully we can keep him fit. It's really important we do because we've not really got anybody in reserve if he gets injured. But start of play, yeah. Um, some very attractive football being played. Uh, very solid defensively. Um, we have um, Ben Watson and Yanko in the midfield. Um, and then we've got creative players ahead of him. It seems to be working well. Um, some good triangles, good passing football. Um, we can mix up and go long if necessary. So I'm quite happy with the way we're playing at the moment. Hopefully that will continue. I think the main key players to watch out for 
uh, for Forest will be Joe Lolly, obviously. He had a great season last season. Hasn't quite hit it off this season yet, but that's a good sign. We can be second in the league with our best player, really, arguably not firing. So we'll see how he goes. João Carvalho, obviously a record signing. Great, skillful player. Got a great pass on him. Um, he's our guy, really. Uh, Thiago Silva, very similar to Carvalho, but gets stuck in a bit more. Graben, obviously, for goal scoring. You know, give him a chance, he'll take it. So, all in all, really, you've got a good number of players to look out for, really. Um, another player to keep an eye on is this new lad. We've got some, uh, this lad called Ben Watson from somewhere. has uh, come from nowhere, really. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's solid in the midfield. Really good player. Um, I don't know, if, I think we've got him on the free from somewhere, randomly. But, yeah, he's been good for us, really. So, my prediction. Well... I think we're going to win this game. And it's very rare for me as a Forest fan to start predicting wins. But I just think the way we're playing, um, we allow teams to come at us away from home. So you might get a lot of possession, um, but we are lethal on the counter-attack. And I think we might nick this by the odd goal, maybe two goals. Um, we don't concede many um, and you don't score many. So hopefully that bodes well. Um, so I'm going to go for a... 3-1 win for Forrest, I think. Um, but I hope you're all well, lads, and um, good luck with the podcast. And we'll speak again when uh, you come to the city ground. Cheers, lads. Bye. Sir Ben, eh? Back in the DW. Yeah. But I don't think he'll have too much uh, to do. I think I, I fancy us this weekend, if I'm fair. I was speaking to uh, Mr. Cook prior to the start of tonight's event, and uh, he too is confident at home. Um, and why shouldn't we be? But they have got some key players in at um, Forest, which could cause some problems. Yeah, Paul reckons uh, Ben Watson's been a, a bit of a revelation this season for him. So. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously changed his uh, role slightly. He sits in front of the back. Back, uh, back four, he's just uh, sort of holding midfield in there, but at the end of the day, you know, he's always been a solid, solid performer, Ben Watson. Um, yeah. he's, he's scored the odd important goal in his career as well. It's that like a house on fire for us as well, isn't it, this season? They got really, did they beat Leeds earlier in the season? I can't remember. Like, yeah, I can't agree with Leeds early on when Leeds were flying, but they've had some, as, as Paul alluded to, they've had some uh, good results against the top eight. So, but then again, we we pulled out like last season West Brom at home. You know, we pulled that performance out when it wasn't expected. In a way, I think we might be slightly better against at home against the big, bigger teams, really. Well, the, the man in charge, which is really an important, uh, an important role this week, will. Uh, Matt Donahue from from Manchester is uh, new to the uh, championship this season. We've had him previously down at QPR uh, when we suffered a 3-1 defeat back in August. Uh, yeah, he booked four players that day from the last six. Uh, he's done 10 games, 38 yellows and no red so far. We've played Forest 14 times down the years. Dead even, won four, lost four and drawn six. Um, how do you see it go inside? As, as I said before, I, I think we're going to win here. Uh, I think it'll be quite a close case if uh, fancying Kiefer Moore for a goal after his um, goal for Wales, which I know we will go in to talk about later on. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 home win. I really do think I'm going to go more double as well. 
Adam? Uh, I think they're a good side this season. They're well set up. Um, they've got a manager who has them well drilled, and they've got they have got that X factor with players like Grabin, who's a 12 million player up front makes a big difference. So with all that thrown in, uh, I think we'll win one nil. Yeah. Barry, what about you? Well, um, what can you say about our own form? Exactly the same thing can say about our away form. It's predictable. We lose away, we win at home. Uh, but I- I'm going to go for a, a repeat of last season. I'm going to go for a 2-2. Um, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Uh, obviously, I hope it's not as controversial as last season with that last-minute penalty. Last-minute penalty. Uh, Sam, Sam Morsey was in the foul, was it? Sam Morsey? Yeah, well, he wasn't supposed to. Oh, he didn't touch him, did he? Yeah. Well, he had an interesting game because I also think Morsey gave the ball away for the first goal from memory. Um, oh, well, let, let's hope he... Uh, he, he redeems himself this season. Nicky Powell scored one for us. Who were the other? Who got our rubber? Can't remember. Can't remember. Anyway, um, it's been an international break this week, and the, the last six players have been a, those, the ones that's been left behind have been away to the Lake District to a camp, and they've looked like they've had a really good time. Um, but we've had a couple of high performances haven't we on, on the international stage yeah as I alluded to earlier on Kiefer Moore got his first international goal for Wales and, and what a header it was you know it was um, Gareth Bale tried one earlier on didn't do um, too well and Kiefer Moore showed him how it was done so brilliant for uh, Kiefer Moore getting his first um, goal and his first start as well for Wales wasn't it and then Joffe uh, Joe Gerhardt uh, captain England um, and get himself um, brace. a brace, yeah. yeah and uh, an assist as well. And then to be replaced by another Latics man, Jensen Weir, who came on for him. Yeah. Great to see Latics players being represented at, at all levels, whether it's uh, full international or at um, youth level. So I'm going to have to cut myself short, Barry, because the fans' forum's about to begin. It is, yeah. We've battled with uh, Mick Hookwell, and now not going to battle with Chris. Chris, by the way. Well, that's the end of uh, the first half, Si. It's quite interesting stuff. Yeah, it was. I've just got a few brief notes from the um, from the first half of the podcast oh, as we're returned by uh, Adam returns after his card bouncing five or six times. Don't work again. <laughs> um, Sunderland uh, was the first topic of conversation, and no club has permission to speak to Paul Cook. Um, Paul Cook did joke and say it was sort out the away form, and he, that he was expecting a bit of stick this evening, which led on to the away form question, um, and that formation changes have been tried but it's not worked stepping up a, le- a level can be brutal uh, referring back to obviously our promotion two years ago players at home are the same away it's fine margins Shunt lost at Sheffield Wednesday and the players knew what to expect from the rest of the North End game looking at staying up um, they were looking at staying up last year to an area uh, and we're now we're moving up to an area with obviously better teams occupying it so it's, it's going to be a challenge guarantee that they are working on the away form finances Darren Royal said that the club have to sell to be viable player recruitment and player development is key to being sustainable Paul Cook was asked what one player would he like to sign and he said it's hard to say just a better standard strength of the team and squad Darren Royal said that he'd be after a creative player 
asked about Dijon Sterling. Um, he said they were playing CERN, just waiting, awaiting for the opportunity to come. Nathan Burns on four yellow cards, one away from suspension, so that chance might be coming. Injuries, Paul Cook blamed him on Sam Morsey in training, um, and he was asked to sort it out by Chris Milo. Two more points this season. We've got a better squad, but not a better team. Recent Reese James and Nick Powell, um, a massive loss, losses. They want to pass the 52 points. Um, acquired last season and with 11 on the pitch against Leeds they'd have had a chance and finally Soccer Dome the facility is being upgraded currently the Judy Academy that's up to the under 16s will be moving in in November that, uh, one thing I thought was quite interesting and uh, was the sort of disagreement between the manager and the executives regarding uh, player recruitment and we needed to bring in a better call I think Kuki wanted a better quality of player brought in. Yeah, did, did um, Puck said that he wanted to bring in, it's hard to say, just a better standard to yeah. strengthen the team. So the we've, we've made a step up, we need to bring and, and Jonathan Jackson was saying that um, we need to develop players. Yeah, and that Royal said, creative player. Yeah, so um, well, quite they interesting. They kind of in a way, I mean, uh, they sound different, but if you looked at it holistically, you could have a, a there could be a joint approach uh, even though they didn't say exactly the same thing because I mean, if you think about it um, clearly the issue about needing to find a better calibre of player well obviously if you lose a Reese James and a Nick Powell you do but obviously that's all linked into the, the general player development as well so yeah. I think I think Kuki uh, was talking about coming up from League One into the Championship, saying that it would be such a big step up. I know it's something he says every week, doesn't he, about an unforgiving league, etc., etc., etc. We sort of reiterated it, though, saying yeah. we need more quality. And that's what I mean, they accept that we're now moving from a position where we were competing against the bottom end of the, uh, the league to now teams that are um, better situated and better uh, placed, aren't they, than, than we potentially are could be interesting question for just you two I know I'm not meant to ask the question but when a manager uses that style with his players to say we are not as good quality players as maybe in terms of budget in terms of budget and the calibre of players how does that make the players feel do you think Team. Well, well, they know where they're at in the careers. I think that they'll have an idea of where they're at in the careers, and yeah. this football at the end of the day as well, isn't it? That's um, that's, that's the nature of the business we're in. Yeah. So as Barry just nips off to um, the toilet, my card got accepted by the way. Adam's card got destroyed. We're going to start off with the the derby preview, and it is Keith Stroud who is refereeing the game. He's refereed eight, eight games this season, issued 17 yellows and no reds. He left Bristol reft us away at Borough in August and we lost 1-0 previously we played Derby 19 times 1-7 drawn 4 and lost 8 Adam how do you see the game going on Wednesday next week uh, well I mean last season's games against Derby we were the better side I think in both games really even against, even with 10 men in the home game the away game we dominated against the poor Derby side they scored a worldy goal they scored a last minute they scored a last minute winner um, yeah, it was a good call as well. Um, I mean, they've had a lot of problems this off the field this season, and I think they're one of them sides that if we can nick a goal, 
early on this season I can't see them coming back but it's whether we can actually get that confidence to go in front away from home I, I take a point I right take, here I take a point now but we don't get nil-nils away from home I am struggling to remember the last nil-nil away from home we'll have to get our statisticians on that yes well that'll be uh, that'll be yourself then we'll have to get you working on that um, is there anything that's not been asked so far in the fans forum that you'd like to hear um, well I think there was there was one I'd like I mean a little bit of building on it in, in a way because we've already alluded to the relationships we have with Chelsea and a good relationship but more about how we build those relationships with other clubs really because we obviously seem to have a good link with Everton and obviously we have that good link with Chelsea because we've got Sterling this year following from James but it's like how you build that link with the club how you forge that link in the first place and what are the criteria if you like for a Premier League club sort of linking in with you you know what are they looking for really to sort of how did we get that link with Chelsea in the first place so I mean I, I don't know I don't know what your view is Simon I'm sort of like yeah I mean it's, it's interesting as well because you'd assume that they may be linked with clubs that are more local to us as well yeah you know we, we've got Manchester United Liverpool Everton Manchester City well the Everton link's pretty obvious yeah, on the background yeah. isn't it um, you know and looking at potentially bringing in players I mean Man City you've got to feel at the minute they're in the position where they're going to have an abundance of quality um, and is that potentially a market that we could explore there will be other teams looking at that um, well it's like yeah, that's what I'm thinking you know, is the fact that as well I mean I think we've got a couple of really good football people in the football stuff business people in, in, in Joe and Darren and I'm sure they're looking to exploit sort of that kind of market really but trying to link up with a wider sort of you know wider reach of clubs really because you know we do seem to loan in often from very similar clubs and we had a few from Everton last season didn't we yeah 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 and obviously some have done well some haven't done so well and um I think it's going to be difficult now because we've seen the quality of play that we can have from Chelsea in obviously Reese James. Two John Sterling will get his chance um, coming up. You said that before in your review. Well, I mean, what do you think about? I'm sure it's going to be asked in part two, but obviously we're ahead of the game about whether, given how well our under 18s and 23s are doing, whether we think that maybe we should be using those more than fringe players from other teams? Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is quite uh, an interesting thing, isn't it? Because and obviously Joffe and Jensen, Jensen Weir have been in and around the first team squad. It will be interesting to see one day, and I don't think it'll be too far off, when we've got, you know, maybe five out of those seven substitutes are uh, academy graduates, or maybe we've started in place and got a few academy graduates there. It's coming, you can see it coming nicely. As we alluded to, we've got, what was it, six players out on international duty, and, the, and there's younger players through down the ranks who've been called up to international duty. So, obviously, it's going right. And another thing that they, um, they said is parents and players at clubs, um, you know, for example, we've got big clubs around here, looking at Wigan to come and develop them themselves as players because they've got they like the model and what's going on here well yeah I mean I think I think moving up to category two in itself gives you a bit of extra 
credence with these type of things but also it's not just about where you are in the category it's what level of play you're producing and I, I struggle to see at the moment whether there is anybody better at under 18's level in this country than, than Joffrey because every week he just seems to he scores at under 23's level he scores at championship level he scores on international duty under 18's I mean are there any better players at the moment in the country than him? Well, you, you, you struggle to find anyone better. I'm just having a look around. Um, got Darren Royal and Paul Cookstone behind us, and it'd be great if we could just grab them for a little soundbite before they go back onto the stage. Yeah, well, it's we could do. Right, we come to the uh, end of the fans forum, and, and pleased to say, uh, Darren Royal joined us uh, just to summarise what how the evening went. Yeah, thank you very much. Really enjoyable evening. Um, lots of very good questions. Um, I think, to be honest, there weren't any that did take me by surprise, but um, the quality of the questions were great around the tactics, around the academy, around the stadium, the plan, what we're doing. So, um, very enjoyable. Anyone that hasn't come that thought about coming has missed out because it has. It's been a cracking evening. And, and this, for you, does this say everything about Wigan Athletic? The fact that like the, the fans and the community they can all come together and sort of embrace, you know, the the ownership, the management, the chief executive, etc. Yeah, it's a really important evening. Um, personally, for me, it's really not really nice to to meet people. You don't always get the time on the match days, um, so it is. It's, it's great to meet in this forum and and obviously discuss matters and, and the season so far. So. Um, the only disappointment is that we can't cram more people in, but hopefully word will spread and next time we will we'll have that. And obviously, the questions will be driven by how we're doing at the time, won't they? With with um, with the season. So we'll be asking how we prepare for the Premier League next time. That will be a lovely a lovely subject to make. And the, you know what? The, the craziness of football and results and momentum. Who, who knows? I think the first thing is that we've really got to um, address some of the the questions that we've had tonight around away form, around around styles of play and winning um, but there's a willingness there you've seen that and there's an honesty as well from the people on, on the stage and the, and, the, and the manager and the coach and stuff I think that was one of the most important aspects for me the, the honesty and how people you know like Paul Cook very upfront about things and you can see his frustration about how things are going with the away form yeah um, Paul's a consummate professional and he's constantly looking to improve uh, he's restless about about areas of development and, and going after them um, actively. So, yes, so the away form is one area amongst other areas that he wants to address. And you know, he's very ambitious and he's ambitious to be getting some success with, with Wigan. So that's not a bad problem to have for me as chairman or Jonathan as CEO. It's a nice one. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Right, thanks very much. Yeah. Um, we'll come and see you again as well. So whenever you invite us down, we'll be there. That's brilliant. I'll make you, I'll put you something to look at.